to Reckless Talk with Record Rea. I am your host, Record Rea, and we are on episode nine. Um, as with every episode, I would like to start off by saying thank you to anyone who is still listening, still entertained, and still loves anything that um, I have to talk about. You guys, the messages, the DMs are overwhelming, and it just encourages me to stay true to self and to never change who I am. Um, this episode is a little more serious than any other episodes I've done in the past because, um, this is, I guess, a more serious topic. I usually do episodes where, you know, I talk about a lot of sex because I like to talk about sex. Um, but I like to get serious every once and again, and I feel like this episode was very personal to me. And um, I had to find the right person to have this conversation with because it means a lot to me. Um, What we will be discussing today is femphobia within the LGBTQ community. And the reason it meant so much to me is because it's something that I personally deal with every fucking day. And, um, yeah, I I definitely want to get your um, opinion on it. So without further ado, let me introduce my guest. This is, um, I call everybody my friend. And when I say friend, I know it sounds corny as shit, but I really feel like people are my friend. Like, I really feel like that. It's so crazy. Like, I connect with people before I even meet them. And I feel like those are the best connections that I have. Like, I go off in energy. So Tim, I met Tim on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And um, you have been so, your energy is unmatched, and you have been so supportive and so, like, everything you say is really, like, it means so much to me, your support. And um, I really want to say thank you for that. First and foremost, I want to thank uh, Raya uh, for giving me this opportunity to jump on this podcast and talk about this uh, topic. Um, some phobia is real in the LGBTQIA community. Um, and I think this topic is super dope. And for us to have the opportunity to sit back and talk to our, you know, just talk to the people, uh, you guys about, you know, just what this really means, um, to us and, uh, and some of you out there as well listening to this podcast today is super dope. Um, Raya has been a sunshine in my life. Um, because of, for many reasons, I mean, I think that we were divine to meet, uh, and we were supposed to be destined to be able to take this journey podcast wise, um, down this path, this golden path. So I'm super excited to do this episode with you. Um, and I, I'm ready when you are, you know, I'm, I'm banging, I'm ready to go. I can't wait. <laughs> Yo, I appreciate you so much. <laughs> I really do. All right. So first we're going to, I'm going to give you the definition of phobia for those that mm-hmm. don't exactly know what it is. So femphobia is the fear or hatred of all people and things which are perceived as femme, feminine, effeminate, and or twink, regardless of gender. Um, Anyone whose gender presentation in any way classified as being on the feminine end of the gender binary due to their clothing, behavior, or mannerisms. So as I said, femphobia is something that I deal with every day within our community. Um, the gay community, we've come so far, but we still have so far to go because 
even within that community, we deal with so many um we deal with so many what is the word I'm looking for? Um, um is it bias? Is it Yes, yes. Within uh-huh. our own community. We deal with that every day. And I deal with that personally because this is a question that I get a lot. A lot of people ask me, What are you? <laughs> and I love that question. Uh-huh. <laughs> so that's that's that the question. loaded that's the loaded question right there. That's right. loaded for sure. Right. Uh-huh. What are you? And I always say I'm a woman. <laughs> no, I want the hell. I'm a woman. <laughs> and people well, go, like you got uh ass and titties. I mean, I'm not walking around with a unicorn piece on the top of my head. Right. So yeah, I'm woman. That's what I am. Thank you for right. asking. Exactly. So I get that question a lot. What are you? I'm a woman. I'm a teacher. I'm a mother. Right. <laughs> like, what are you? <laughs> I feel like um, I feel like the society has to. I think is is going to come to a point where I have to walk around with a sticker on my shirt. You know, like when you go to the hospital and give you the visitor tag. Right. I feel like I'm going to have to create a long version of a visitor tag that goes high. My name is Kim. I am a female. I'm a woman. I have breasts. I have an ass. I do. I do occasionally look at my vagina. Yes, it is clean. I have one of those <laughs> right. as well. Um, and I do identify as a woman. No, I do not want to be a man. No, I do not desire to want to have someone else's uh, penis attached to my vagina. Um, Occasionally, uh, that would be my strap. That's my best friend. Different story. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, But the the, the film phobia is real because I feel like um, because we don't fit in the – box or the label that society creates as what feminine is supposed to look like. Um, it doesn't what have a look. What feminine is supposed to look like, what a stud is supposed to look like. What look like. A, right. So there are these boxes within our community, these labels, mm-hmm. and I guess I don't exactly fit into any box. When I first came out, honestly, I... Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say I struggled with how I wanted to come out. I just wanted mm-hmm. to be myself. Um, a lot of people remember me when I was extremely feminine, and I mean fem- feminine in the way that I dress. I was mm-hmm. a very feminine woman. Um, okay. I, dr- I wore dresses. I wore makeup, weaves, all that lace fronts. Y'all couldn't fuck with me. Y'all think y'all do? Hello. <laughs> Talk about it. Come on. The we the shit wasn't sitting to the side. You had okay. to just sit and run. Okay. <laughs> but when I thought about being happy and being comfortable and what I wanted, I've always been into fashion. I've always been very into clothes. And um, mm-hmm. when I started dressing more comfortable, I just wanted to be me. I didn't right. think. I wanted. I never thought in my head I want to dress like a dyke or I want to dress like a AG. Those thoughts never came into my head. I never said I want to dress like a man. My, I wear men's clothes because I like the clothing, not because I am trying to emulate a man. If that makes no, sense. it does make sense. Two thousand percent. And we and we and we both. Uh, on the same spectrum with that. So I'll give you a little backstory um, about myself. Um, when I came out the closet, I was in high school. Um, and for those people who 
you know, know me from high school or my friends that were back then will tell you, I was a very interesting girl. I uh, was weight training, so I looked like the only cop diesel stud. But mm-hmm. it was like my arms was big, and I had a Fantasia, a Fantasia burrito haircut. So I had a whole, like, bump and press with a little piece of soup in the front. Um, you know, didn't necessarily wear the makeup, but this was back in the day. So I definitely had a cute little lip liner on, and I looked <laughs> like a whole, like, different person. And coming out of the closet, I literally got the question, okay, Kim, so we are friends. What the fuck are you? Right. And it's, what you mean by what the fuck am I? I'm Kim. Like, this is who I am. This is me. So what do you identify as? What what term are you comfortable with? I'm a stud. You're a stud. That's your term that you pick that you are comfortable using for yourself. I'm a sexy stud. That's what I am. I'm a sexy stud. Now, what makes that, that, that? I'm curious. So, here and go. So, I dress in men's clothing. Um, I like the men's clothing. I like a nice T-shirt or sweater, some jeans, you know, a Chelsea boot, a little fedora on. Absolutely. I enjoy Absolutely. looking very sexy in my clothes. I like the appeal I get for myself in the mirror. I just identify. That's way how I feel. But let's not get it twisted, right? I'm going to need some clothes. Victoria's Secret's bra on top. Yes. yes. Boxes on the bottom, and they okay. must match. I'm a okay. whole bitch up underneath the bottom, and it's just the way how I like to present myself. So yeah. I have to have a Victoria's Secret. I got big tatas. I don't want them to be dripping down <laughs> to my ankles, or I got to throw them to the back of my shoulder when I uh-huh. turn 60 or 55. You know, like I got a fiance. I'm trying to make sure she still wants this good cookie in the next 20 30, 40 years. I got to still present myself a certain way, right? So I wear a bra. I wear my boxes because I feel comfortable in boxes. And I'm still dressed a certain way. But let, let, let's not get it twisted. I do have my feminine qualities. So okay. I like to get my nails done, my mm-hmm. toes done. Mm-hmm. I like to get a season. My season got to look right. Got to get it. Got to get a shape up. But my shape up is not like, oh, you got to get a shape because you would do because you want to wear a guy. No, motherfucker, I got to get shaped because I'm a whole cute little, you know, I'm I'm kind of sexy in the streets. I got to make sure my lady want me, and I got to make sure that I want me. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, I personally want myself. You know what? You just said something that I really, really want to touch on. You said you have to make sure that you want you. So 100%. that goes back to symphobia and how I um, deal with it personally mm-hmm. because I dress the way I want to dress. When I get dressed yep. and I go out, I like what I see in the mirror. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. love what I see in the mirror. So I'm doing it for me first. I don't wear men's clothes because I want to be a man. There is nothing. No. And I love men. I love men. I love our brothers. I have brothers, uncles, friends, all that. But there is nothing about a man that I want to be. I love being a lesbian woman. I love that. I sure do. I sure do. Absolutely. <laughs> there's, an attra- there's, there's, there's an attraction for me personally that I'm a black lesbian woman owning my truth. Absolutely. I think it's very attractive to stand Absolutely. in your own skin despite what other people think about you and own it. And own Absolutely. it to the point where you're doing it with a flair that is your own personality. There's a strength behind that. 
Like there's a mm. this own like self affirmation that you get when you step out the door and go, No, 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 I'm a bad bitch. Oh shit, yeah. motherfucker. And then you know, exactly. you got the the cologne that hits you right, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The clothes that hit you right, and somebody will look mm-hmm. at you and go, Oh wow, I like the way I like the way how you dress today and you're looking like <laughs> Yeah, you right, you right, you right, you right. <laughs> you know, like, I like this shit too. I like, I like this shit too. too. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, exactly. and, and I can agree with you 100% to say that I don't have no qualms against guys. I really mm-hmm. don't. I love brothers. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Love Absolutely, a guy. Man. Love the way how they look, the way how they dress. I be stealing their clothes all the time. I enjoy it 100%. Like, I like dudes in the sense of, like, what they represent in this world. And I am I have no issue with them whatsoever. And you'll ask a lot of the guys that I know, I'm be honest with you, they didn't know how to deal with me when I first met them. They look at me like this, yo, like, yo, Kim, like, how am I supposed to, like, like, what, like what, I'm, what I'm supposed to do? Like, you my sister, but, like, you know, like, how do I work with you? And I'm like, wait, do you need, like, a, do I have to give you a resume? Like, I'm so mm-hmm. confused. Like, do you need... Mm-hmm a qualification sheet so that you right. got to deal with me a certain way. I'm different than any other regular human being. Will you exactly. stop acting retarded and just deal with me like a regular person? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, no, but just, that's real shit. That's real, real shit. shit. It really is because even me, I'm a teacher. When I go to work, I wear button-ups. You know, I wear pants, Chelsea boots. <laughs> I feel all that. But even at work, because of my sexuality and because I am, I guess I appear a little tomboyish as opposed okay. to my coworkers, mm-hmm. but there's still that very feminine essence about me because that's just who I am. You just said something right. that made sense. You said you like to wear Victoria's Secret with the boxer. I'm totally right. different. I like to wear sports bras, but I still wear panties. That's what you go. I wear panties. Right. I'm a feminine woman. But why? Ain't nothing wrong with it. It's nothing wrong with it. But why is it looked down upon in our community? Because I had experience. I didn't have friends, Kim. And you seem cool. You consider yourself a stud. I consider myself a dominant woman. But I've had friends who have told me that I am not stud enough. I am not dead enough. Oh, yeah. we can get into that. We yeah, can get into I, that conversation. I, I, I have really had, had that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've had, like, I've oh, had situations. Right. I'm listening. I'm listening. Talk so, to me. I'm, mm-hmm. Because I'm a different kind of woman. Mm-hmm. Because I don't wear cornrows going back. Is mm-hmm. That works for some people. That's just not my vibe. I had to find my vibe and put my twist on it. So this is how I am. I don't wear cornrows going back. I don't wear big-ass jeans. I like my jeans mm-hmm. a little bit fitted. That's just my style. That's that's what yeah. I like. And I feel like people, because of labels and because people think this is what it's supposed to look like and I mm-hmm. don't look like what it's supposed to look like, people get confused about my role and who I am. Because in a relationship, yes, I do play the dominant role. Not play the dominant right. role. I am the dom- dominant role because that's who I am. It's not a play. Right. It's just what it is. I've always had a very dominant personality. And I'll tell mm-hmm. you a quick story. I'm attracted mm-hmm. to very feminine women. I love feminine women. Okay. But that is because I am attracted. I am a very aesthetic kind of person. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to see. I'm a visualist. I love ass. I love titties. And not to say that there's not 
ass and titties underneath the clothes of a more dominant woman because it is. I think it's mm-hmm. just about finding your role and who you connect with. Um, when I was in high school, when I first came out, I mm-hmm. actually, my first girlfriend was an uh, AG. Okay. And she was, uh, when I say AG, AG in every sense of the word, cornrow, big, big pants, you know, back all that, cap, all that good shit. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, because I was so feminine, I thought that that is the kind of woman I had to be with. So mm-hmm. I knew I liked women. I knew I liked women, but I was so feminine that I just was like, could I be with another girl that looks like me or should I be with a woman that kind of, you know, looks kind of like boyish? Because I thought that like was what, mm-hmm. yeah. So I get with the girl. Everything is cool at first. But even though I am super feminine, she is super aggressive in physical appearance. We were mm-hmm. struggling so much for power in that relationship because mm-hmm. no matter how I dress mentally, I was the same person. I was a very dominant person mentally. So we were fighting for power the whole relationship. Right. She's looking at me like, bitch, you got on a dress. You need to act you like you got a dress. dress. You need to and act like a dress. Like, like, bitch, no. <laughs> like, <laughs> no. We, were, we were literally fighting for power in that relationship. And it just was <laughs> like, you know what? I had to find, I was like, you know what? And even after I started dating, feminine women because of the role in the relationship, mm-hmm. the role, the role that I'm a very dominant, I'm very forceful. I come with a lot of personality, and I needed right. to be with someone who whose role fit mine. It wasn't so much about how the person dressed. It was just mm-hmm. who the person was, the role. Now, you I'm are thinking you said a, something. That shit is, is, is powerful. You said something. Go ahead. I'm listening. I'm, I'm going to touch on that in a minute. Okay, don't forget. Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> no, are, I got you, go ahead. All right. You are an engaged woman, correct? Yes, correct. What What does your fiancé, what is her role? I would she's say. a femme. She's a femme. Now, she looks, are you, say that again? She looks like a femme. She looks like a femme. You just said, you just said something. Okay, she looks like a femme. Are you uh-huh. only are you only attracted to feminine women because you consider yourself a stud? Correct. You're on the same spectrum. So I've done exactly what you've done, but it wasn't an aggressive that I dated. I dated a woman who was she dressed a little less feminine, but she wasn't necessarily an aggressive. Um. And when we dated, and this is the interesting part, right? I think what you said, I got to touch on. The clothes does not give you the identity. It is you as a person that gives you the identity. You are the identity in your relationship. And I feel like people feel as if because I have have on men's clothing, I'm not allowed to have feminine qualities. And because my fiancé has feminine clothing, it doesn't mean that she doesn't have masculine identity. She only has to have feminine identity. I'll be very honest and be very transparent. Me and my fiance are very polar opposites. So I am the one that's in the bathroom for two hours getting dressed to go out somewhere, 
she's dressed in 20 minutes and looking at me like, honey, what the <laughs> hell are you doing there for so long? Right. right. And I'm telling her, I got a process in here, lady. I, it, this is how you make, this is how you make magic. I'm in here making a Thanksgiving meal every time I get her. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Get yeah. some work that got to be done back here. My lady looks like a whole female. She's gorgeous, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. She steps mm-hmm. out. People, oh, my God, your girl's a baddie. Yeah. But guess who is uh, blank Martha Stewart in the kitchen cooking with a whole bonnet on, mm-hmm. house slippers, boxes mm-hmm. in the T-shirt? Mm-hmm. That'd be me. I'm in the right. kitchen cooking. I'm more of like the, 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 the household person. But at the same token, I'm also a provider. I'm very dominant in the, in the role of being provider and being dominant in my relationship. And she mm-hmm. allows me as her partner to be able to explore and understand myself in a deeper perspective because she doesn't put me in a box or a label. I love that. I love that. <clears throat> like, I fucking love everything you just said because, oh. I, honestly, because it's something that <clears throat> I've experienced personally too. Mm-hmm. I have a dominant personality, and you just said something. Dominant in the sense of I am a natural provider. So when in a mm-hmm. relationship, I do take on that role. But who is to say that that is the role of a man to be a provider? Why is that why? Not just why is that not just um right like why does it have to have a gender? Why is it the man's role to provide? Not saying that a man shouldn't provide for his household, but why is that such a masculine role in um our society. In society. And, that, and yeah. that makes sense to me, right? Like, and then we look at things in society now when you have women who are dominant bosses out here hustling and getting their business off the platform and men that have to look at their wives and go, damn, she a boss. Let me sit, let me, let me, let me look at and appreciate her as a boss. She's providing, bringing in more income. He's being more of the household provider and taking care of the kids or taking care of the back end of like cooking dinners, whatever have you. And people have to start taking away the box and just dealing with people as people and not putting them in the conformities of what society expects you to be, but just looking at society and going, I know what you think I am, but let me right. show you who I am. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's important. Because even, um, as I said, I have friends from all different walks of life. Even within mm-hmm. the community, I have I hang out with aggressive chicks, I hang out with feminine chicks, whatever, gay men, trans, I don't care. Whatever your story is, I want to hear it, and I want to love you for you. Not for your, you know, not for what role you feel like you need to play. As far as aggressive women, I honestly feel like him, they they don't take to me well, and I really don't fucking know why. And it's just like, they just feel like, because I don't talk like, yeah, nigga, uh, that means what? I can't be the bro? Like, what the fuck? We do the, we yeah. do, you know what I mean? I think people mm-hmm. are very confused about, if I hang out with Sims too much, they think I'm going to fuck them. Right! <laughs> oh, brother, you, oh, yes. You hit but, that on the head. When can you get to that? <laughs> oh, Jesus, Jesus. Okay. I want to fuck them. But if I hang out with, Jesus. I think I, I've connected with a few women who consider themselves aggressive, like, mm-hmm. stud. And we connect. And when I see my friends, 
Yo, it's love. I give my friends hugs. I give, yes. you know what I mean? What's up, bitch? How are you? Like, that's, me and my friends, hey, boo, how's your day? That's how yep. me and my friends talk. And I done mm-hmm. met an aggressive chick that I was trying to be cool with, and me just being who I am, regular, because I can only be myself. I text her, hey, boo, what's up? Yo, nigga, that's gay. Don't be calling, what? 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 Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Like what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Welcome, welcome to uh, welcome to the the conformities of what uh, people want to put you in, which is that box. That's it doesn't it make any sense to me, and it's, it's bugged what? out. Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. you really feel like that comes with the territory. How we we gay? What the fuck are you talking about? So me saying, <laughs> "Hey, boo, how's your day?" That's gayer, nigga. We Listen already this, gay. Him. So what you just said. It made me think about a moment I had when the aggressive. So here I am, right? I'm, I'm in my early 20s, and I'm trying to figure out how do I fit into the gay community? Because, again, I felt like you. I couldn't mm-hmm. fit into the gay community. I wasn't a butch or a, a, how should I say, like, all the way wanting to be masculine and, you know, in that retrospect. And I definitely wasn't in the, okay, I want to wear a dress and put heels on and shoes on. I wasn't on there. So where the hell do you go? So I found myself experimenting with my looks, and I ended up meeting with this aggressive girl. She was like, I ain't cool. I'm going to give you the ropes. I'm going to show you how this thing is done. I I went a size 36 double B on the top, right? Mm -hmm. So, and I'm telling you this because this is going to get interesting. So I decide, okay, I'm about to be a stunt. I'm about to be a butch. I'm going to be a butch. Okay. Okay. I'm getting to being a bunch. This is what it's going to do. I know this is who I am. I found myself. Mm-hmm. I decided to duct tape my big-ass titties, mm. uh, strap down my chest, you know, mm-hmm. put the sports bra on, and then put the do, uh, put the whole situation on, do rag on, you know, and kind of like start grabbing on my crotch, whatever have you. Now, I, I want to stop you there because I want to ask you, why, what made you feel like that came with? the role of you being butch? Why do you feel like you had to do that? Do you feel like it was Because TV? the people, no, it was the people that I was around at the time who literally told me what side of the spectrum are you on. And because I came across as too cool, like, with the fins, so, like, I could sit around a bunch of fins and talk shit and be open and be transparent. And with them, it's like, oh, my God, you mad cool. Oh, my God, you mad cute. You mad cool. I could talk to you about anything. There's no, there's no stopping. Like you could just, I could just be myself around you. Yeah, you could be myself, like just be yourself. And eventually, that'll turn into an attraction. Get me in trouble. That's number one. Uh-huh. All right, that's strike one. Then if I went around the aggressive, it was like, all right, I'm not sure how to handle you, so mm-hmm. I would always get outcasted from the aggressive groups. So now I walk into a room and I got aggressives, but I'm talking about. If the looks could kill, I'd be a dead woman yep. 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. Because I was walking and going, bro, what's up? How you doing? What's your name? is Kenya. Nice to meet you. And like, yo, what up? Did we just come out of a 15-year visit? I didn't know about And it's like, <laughs> they standing there with their arms like, yo, what up? Yo, what up? What's going on? Yo, what's good? So much you go, all right? What's good? What's good? Right. They give you a head nod. They had right. no emotional messing in their face and it's, I'm looking at them like we're well, damn um hey how you know what's up 
Right. And you just don't feel invited by them. I mean, I never felt invited. So it's like, Me damn, I, mm-hmm. I can't be around the fins. I'm, I know I'm, I'm not a fin, so let me try to fit into here and see if this is where I belong. I, was, I went into a deep depression for almost two years because I was duct taping and I was pulling my skin and I was literally feeling like I was walking around with two different personalities. Like I was yeah. suppressing who I really was to appease to a, a group of people that in the, in the long run would never really accept me. Absolutely. And you know why they can't accept you? Because they can't even accept themselves. Because Hello. when you, yeah, it's mm-hmm. true. Because mm-hmm. when you change that much, because you feel like that comes with the label, it's like, who are you? Who are right. you? Because mm-hmm. I knew, like you said, you, you hit something on the um, head. You said, I knew I wasn't femme. I knew mm-hmm. that. I knew that I knew what role I wanted to play. Mm-hmm. So I knew I knew who I was. But I wasn't going, I, I, I knew that I just, Rhea, I didn't want to. I didn't want to, you know, wear braids going back. I didn't want right. to wear big white tees. I just, because that's not what, I'm into fashion. I didn't want to dress like that. Now me, this is off topic. I have mm-hmm. a complete, non-sexual crush on Ty Young. I don't know if you know who Ty Young is. I know who Ty Young is. Handsome fella. Okay. Got it. Mm-hmm. I love her. I love her. And when I say non-sexual crush, I love, like, I look at the way she dresses. I love the way she dresses. I love the way she carries herself. Sneaker collection is crazy. I go to her for outfit inspiration, shit like that. I love mm-hmm. her. But I feel like when I've done that, like, I've tried to be friends with more aggressive women, and mm-hmm. I just, it doesn't, it doesn't flow, because I feel like some people are still fighting with just being yourself, and I, at 32, I am me, and this is why people love me, and I'm sure this is why people don't like me, because I am me. I know who I am. I know who Fine. I am. You understand what mm-hmm. I mean? I know that I like to go to Zara, and I'm going to go to the men's section. I know that. That's the fact. That's the way I, I like to I need a full print. Yeah. Full print, something <laughs> on top. You know what I mean? Yeah. I need something with the, with the, with the right. flower on but the guess end. What? After I go to Zara, I might go to Victoria's Secret right after. You may know. Call okay. me. I'll be right there with you, too, boo. <laughs> hey, you got a city annual sale? What you got? Two for what? Two for 35? The tax for y'all? Yes. Double why. press, thank you. Double push up, thank you. <laughs> Where to go? Because that's me. Yes. Where to go? So I'm so go? comfortable in mm-hmm. myself that I feel like at this point I can only be around people who know who they are because you can't make me uncomfortable at this point. You can't do that. And I feel like um, within our community and dealing with phobia and, you know, people thinking that, you have to be like, I've even dealt with it as far as females. I'm not talking about someone I was in a relationship with, someone that I was just dating. And she told me I wasn't masculine enough. Oh, and I said, yeah. I said, so you mm-hmm. need to go be with a nigga. So, That's like, right, right? <laughs> don't come here and bring your insecurities to my exactly. place. Now, I'm comfortable with who I am. And it's I'm like, oh, comfy. you don't. 
You yes. need to have a deeper voice or you need to carry yourself exactly a little more androgynous because like my family doesn't understand that you are you just speak like you talk. Like it, it's so weird to me, like the 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 box that they put you in or they want you to conform to, it really does take over your entire life. And I'll be honest, because we're going to talk, you know, your, your podcast is uh, sex-based. You like talking about sex, and we're going to get to that topic with you because the same thing applies, right? I'm an aggressive woman, but when it comes to the sheets, huh, I, I'm going to use the French. It's tabbing the roster. It's a blank slate. Oh, it's blank. Shit. Like, there ain't <laughs> nothing uh-huh. that my fiancé can't ask me for that her John stunned, aggressive sensitive is not willing to do to please my woman. So if my fiance looks at me and goes, oh, babe, I saw a porn or I had a dream and there was a femme chick that was in there and she was doing this, that, and the third, I swear to God, she's going to come in this house with me with six-inch heels on, some lipstick, and I'm going to look at her and go, my name is Belisha. What you trying to do? I'll fuck with you. Yo, (laughs) don't conform my shit. Exactly. So, don't, you know what? Let's talk about it. Don't change me. Talk about let's, it. Let's talk about the sex aspect of simple people. Hello. Uh-huh. Because that's serious. You meet women. Uh-huh. They feel like because you identify as dominant or stud that you are supposed to be a certain way in the bedroom. Oh, boy. When I say Damn. a certain way, I'm talking about these women who think dominant women don't want head. Bitch, Ooh. get the fuck out. If you I mean, think, like, if take you your think, suitcase, yes. take your dusty-ass shoes, and get the <laughs> fuck out. Because if you think that I don't want my pussy slop knobs and drip Hello. Up, you've Hello. got another motherfucking thing coming. Hello. You and I saying? met women who are shocked when I said, no. Let's get to this. And they look Hello. like, oh, you like that? What the fuck? Mm-hmm. I'm a lesbian. Yes, I like that. The so hell you think? On your knees. Like, Hello. <laughs> if you don't get on your knees and bless this pussy cat, because I am as you should. Okay? As you should. Hello. <laughs> but I no. had friends who were dominant who did not let women give them head. And I really, because I love to talk and I love to get in people's brains, I said, so you don't like oral sex? Nah, I just don't want shorty doing it to me because it makes me feel too vulnerable. What? 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 Nah. No. So you are fighting your own sexual desires and needs for a role. For a role. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because And eventually like... that suppression is going to catch up to you. That suppression of emotional unavailability, you know, unemotional availability to other people, to allowing your partner to really understand you as a person and to get to know you at the core of your roots. If you don't get right with yourself and you want somebody else to get right with you and they start poking and prodding and they start learning about who you really are and then all of a sudden you start getting upset because this person is unveiling that mm-hmm. true self, and you haven't come to your full identity, oh, you're going to have a wake-up call. Absolutely. You're going to get a wake-up call, for sure. Oh, 100%. absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's baffling to me because it's like, 
no, I'm a lesbian woman. Whatever you see, don't don't get it confused by these fucking men clothes. Whatever you see those two bitches do on the porn, I want to do that shit. I want to do it. I want to do it. And um, I just feel like, like you said, when it's about your partner. Can I say that I've been vulnerable with every woman that I've ever laid down with? Absolutely not. No. Because every woman knows me at a different level. So there are some things that I have not done which will make a woman think, okay, She's not doing this because she's dominant. Or, but it has nothing to do with dominance. It has everything to do with I'm not comfortable with you. At, or I'm not vulnerable with you. But when in a relationship, mm-hmm. exactly. But when in a relationship, trust me, I am a very vulnerable, open, feminine woman. Like I am very two thousand percent, a hundred percent, a hundred. So listen to this one here. I have had women. So again, at work. I, I identify as a stud, so I go to work. I have one button up. I have one my suits. I'm known for wearing a suit, um, and I would wear like men's clothing, be very androgynous. Again, I walk into a room, and the moment I walk in, the conversation shifts. Mm. You, you don't know when I come into a room because everybody right. gets really uncomfortable in the face, almost like diarrhea. Mm. And it's like, oh shit, and the lesbians here, goddamn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's it's one of those things where like as a person that walks in the shoes of being a lesbian woman every day that you can see my sexuality by my appearance and it's different than someone who is feminine and someone has to ask you about your sexuality. You Absolutely. are not gay until you're asked, and I am gay when you first see me. It is well known. I, I just want to stop you right there because that made a lot of sense. Yeah. Everything is, like you said, people know that you're gay when you see them. Me, 100%. even though me and you, it seems like we have the same personality, we have the same vibe. But people yep. still have to ask me if I'm gay. People assume I'm gay because of my mannerisms and because of the way I carry myself. But because mm-hmm. I'm not uber masculine, I still get that. Mm-hmm. Are you gay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so people have to. I wish I had that conversation. I mm-hmm. wish. That would be nice. Mm-hmm. You know, it's one of those things. But like you get I judged off the rip. I get judged off the rip. Off the rip. Off the rip. So listen to this part here. So now people look at me and already know that I'm gay. And they know because I, I wear a Caesar um, and the way how I dress when I walk to a room. Now it gets interesting, right? Because when women speak to me, I speak again, I have a dominant, like my voice is a little more husky than guy, like husky than the average woman. So you'll talk to me, you'll hear my huskiness in my voice. Now when I'm talking to you and you get to know me, now it's a little different. Women becoming treats because they you can see my titties from a mile away. They're right in front of you. They're like they're like two bears in the headlight. So now I'm dressing, you're looking like, well, shit, she got on a button up. Obviously, she's wearing a bra. Okay, what is the mystery behind this? Mm-hmm. And then when I start talking and we start getting into conversations about, and this is prior to me and my fiance, I remember women who were straight that looked at me and and spoke to me and asked me questions about my sexuality. And when they found out that I was open to having sex, open to 69 and open to exploring sexuality with them, then now I've become their sexual toy. Because now it's like, oh, shit, you're an aggressive woman, and I want to try it. Can I try it with you? Exactly. I get that all the time. 
all the time. And it's like, it's like wait a minute, man. It's like, oh, I, I'm, I'm a walking experiment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, oh, shit, this is a new Kit Kat bar. Can I get a bite? No, you cannot. <laughs> no, no, I'm not breaking you off a piece. No, I'm yeah. not breaking you off a piece. Right. But if I'm right. vulnerable enough, like, I'm vulnerable enough for my, my, with my fiance. When I'm vulnerable enough and you get me to that place, you'll realize that sexuality and the way how you explore your sex, if you get to that level, it's a beautiful, untold story between two bodies that does not have a face. It's just mm. bodies intertwined, creating a story about intimacy on a whole. It's a different exploration. No, I'm, I'm not going to stop. Talk to me. Do you feel like, because we said a lot about roles, and I said everything with me is role. It's not so much, um, it's not so much label and what, how things should be defined. It's just about finding someone who connects with your role. Now, do you feel like roles are important in the bedroom as far as symphobia is concerned? As far as, for example, do you feel like because you're a stud, or that's mm-hmm. how you classify, do you have to be a stud sexually? Like, is there anything no. that you are willing not to, is there anything that is off limits sexually because you're a stud? Okay. So for me, um, I believe that there's nothing off the table with when I'm, because I'm with my fiance, nothing off the table. Because if she okay. wants it, she desires it. And I'm willing to go there in my own comfort, my own self-comfort. I also have to make sure I'm not crossing my own boundaries, right? So we Absolutely. all have our own boundaries. Absolutely. And I can't impose my own personal boundaries just because she wants to be sexually pleasing in a certain way. No. But if we can agree on a consensus together as partners and meet in the middle, then there's a beautiful sense in where I'm, I'm able to appreciate my own sexuality and experiment in what I like as well as what she wants as well in the bedroom and experimenting what she likes. Now, for me, and the question that you asked, for me, I don't like penetration. That's just not something that I enjoy. It's just because of the way how my body's made up. I'm not fond of penetration. But if you want to do a little, you know, a little ass tickling and you want to do a little, (laughs) you know, you know what I mean, hang me from the ceilings and swing me around a couple times while you're eating a pussy out, no, maybe we can do that. Yeah, why not? All right. I want to touch on that. I want to touch on that because I am also, I'm a dominant woman and I Mm -hmm. do not enjoy penetration. And I know that's going to shock a lot of fucking people out there because they're going to say, bitch, you got a whole kid. But a whole, a whole. That's a whole kid. different, whole different topic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But I do not enjoy penetration, and that what? is my, that is my boundaries. Now, even when I was in a relationship with men, penetration was just something I did not really enjoy. It is something I did because. I'm with a man, and I felt like at that time it was the thing that I was supposed to do. I did get a beautiful childhood out of it. That is very true, but I do not like mm-hmm. penetration. There's nothing about penetration that I need. It's not a desire for me. I never say, like, damn, I really need something inside of me. It just doesn't do anything for me. So when I came mm-hmm. into the lesbian world, I already came with 
that boundary. And it was not mm-hmm. because I took the role of a dominant woman. It was just no. because that was my boundary personally. Mm-hmm. So when I am intimate with women, every woman I've ever been intimate knows that is just something that I'm not into. Now, is it a little selfish that I want to do it? Maybe. But that's Maybe. all about, like I said, finding someone who matches your role. Because I'm right. going to be with a woman who enjoys it and does not mind that I don't want to receive it. Correct. But it has nothing to do with respect my boundary. Because any woman, yeah. if you come to me with a boundary, I'm going to respect it. If we're just not sexually compatible, then we're just not sexually compatible. But everyone has a boundary. I've met women, don't touch my asshole. When I'm so freaky, I want to put my thumb in some ass. But sure do, guys, boy, that's the secret. Don't get me started. That's a red red dot. I want to do that. What? I met women who said, don't touch my ass. That's their boundary. I have to respect it. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's all about boundaries. I do not like penetration. It has nothing to do with me being a man or wanting no. to be a man. It's just my boundary. I don't like it. My body doesn't respond well to it. That's mm-hmm. just me. And then we and we we are we on the same spectrum with that. So I've dated men in the past as well. And a lot of people were very they look at me like, wait, so you're stud ass dating men. What the hell <laughs> was you doing with a guy? And I'm like, let me tell you something. I dated some very handsome men back in the day, okay? I have right. a good taste, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. so I've dated some very nice guys down the earth, geez. Some of them knew that I was bisexual. Others knew um, that I was just dating men because that was what I was told to do. Um, I come from a West Indian background, so if any of you guys know, oh, yeah, that comes with a, a pretense off the rip when it comes to sexuality. So right. I had my fair share of being with men and just knowing Oh shit! The dick that's going in there, that don't, that don't, that don't go in there. Mm-mm. No, because that don't. Mm-mm. And um, y'all sitting here, you know, you'll, you'll talk to your homegirl, like, oh my god, <laughs> yo, he blew my back out. I'm looking at y'all like, nigga, did you understand the fucking pain that I'm right. going through? Y'all saying this right. shit is not right. just fucking comfortable. And I'm right. looking like, okay, doc, something is wrong here. The plug is going into the outlet, but I think I have a European outlet. Something's off. Like, <laughs> it's not working. It's not connected. Right. Exactly. Something don't make sense. It's She's like, uh, it ain't compatible, nigga. You, you're putting in an Xbox remote control with a PlayStation. It doesn't work, people. Right. And I'm not going right. to conform to the box that you want me to because you think that, okay, you are a woman, so you need to be straight. And because of my community, I come from with the West Indian background. You know, you don't have the right to be gay. That's not, no, no, no. I don't know what you mm. thought that was. Mm. Suppress it, ignore it, and just and just have babies and make Jamaican meals and make anybody happy. No, 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 screw that idea. I'm not doing right. that. I'm going right. to love myself, appreciate myself, and appreciate who I am as a person, as a woman, and identify in this world with what I truly, who I truly am. Um mm-hmm. And once I came out, and once I was like a part of, I started doing my exploration. I started doing my love work, love work for myself. Took off two years. I was celibate for two years. And mm-hmm. really enjoying who I am as a person. And I experimented with my sexuality. And I found safe. I tell people all the time, if you're going to explore your sexuality, find someone known as a safe partner. Someone mm-hmm. who is safe 
someone who is getting tested regularly, someone who you know Absolutely. is going to Very protect great. and save you um, and save your face. Like, it's going to be there as a, an anchor for you to not judge you in your journey of sexual exploration. It's so important that people understand that not everyone is conditioned or ready to take on the role as a sexual exploration partner in your life. They are not. Because some people don't, um, some people don't have the tools or the equipment, emotional equipment, to handle what it is to be someone's sexual outlet. You just don't. Mm. Mm. Damn. So, I never thought about it like that. So I can come to somebody and go, damn, you know what? I kind of want to, like, explore S&M. I want to kind of explore bondage. I kind of want to explore using toys. I kind of want to explore, you know, using or eating, like, edibles on bodies you'll never have you. And someone will look at you and go, oh, yeah, I'm into it. But then when they mm-hmm. start doing it, you realize they're uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Because they're doing it. To, to please you, but are they really doing it because they want to explore that side of their sexuality? You have to right. find the right, the right match. Right. That makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot Listen, let me tell you something. I could talk to you all fucking day about this shit. <laughs> <laughs> you and me I both. could talk to you all day about this shit. Yes. But, um, yeah, but this interview is going long. So we're going to wrap it up. I'm going to say... As far as transphobia, I'll let mm. you give your last your last thoughts on it, and then I'll wrap it up. How okay. do you feel like it can be better? How do you feel like we can be better educated on transphobia? Transphobia to me uh, can be better educated by removing the box and conforming around your friends and family members. Um, femininity is a quality, it's an essence. It's something that we all carry, male, female, um, gay, straight, homosexual, heterosexual, doesn't matter what it is. If you identify, if you have feminine qualities, embrace them. And don't shun someone who is giving out that feminine quality, but it doesn't match your depiction of what femininity is. Mm. Mm. Because the moment that you are doing that, I think you are shutting off lights, really beautiful lights in the world that a lot of people can identify with and a lot of people can be with. So it starts with removing the box, removing the labels, and loving people for just who they are mm-hmm. and accepting us for who that. we are on face value. I love that. I love that. I feel like you literally took the words right out of my mouth. Let's remove the labels. Let's remove the labels. And even if... If we're not ready to remove, let's say, the labels, let's educate ourselves. And in educating ourselves, we'll realize that educating ourselves means understanding. Mm -hmm. Like you said, let people be themselves. Why can't we? If if every woman, if if Rhea was the same as Kim and Kim was the same as fucking... Samantha, and Samantha was the same. What would their what variety and and you know what 
would the gay community really be if we were all the same? Because we're studs, because we're dykes. We all dress the same. We all look the same. We all act the same. We all want to be men. What room does that leave for women that just want to be lesbian women? I don't want to be a man. I don't want to be a man. I have no desire. So let's Mm -hmm. educate ourselves on women that dress masculine or present themselves in a more masculine way. It is not because they have any desire to be a man. You know what I mean? And masculinity has nothing to do with clothes. Clothes is a way of expressing yourself. Clothes is how good does it feel if you're having a shitty day and you're on the train or the bus and someone goes, I like your hat. I like your style. I like those mm-hmm. boots. Where did you get them? That shit makes you feel good. You know what I mean? Great. It makes me feel mm-hmm. great, right? Mm-hmm. I love that. I love when I walk. I have God stop me. Yo, Shirley, where you get that from? And I feel good about myself because I'm doing it for me first. I don't do this for nobody. And because I'm so confident in who I am, that's why bitches love me. Bitches love me because... <laughs> they like yo you wear your shit you own your shit you're not trying to be like nobody else and I'm not I had to find myself now when I look at other people like I said I look at Ty Young I think she's a great looking woman I love her style I've looked at your pictures I'm like damn Kim could dress we could go shopping together hell yeah call me you know what I mean like she could dress I feel like we would go shopping together and (laughs) so I looked at your pictures, and I'm like, yo, like, she looks cool. You know what I mean? That doesn't mean I'm looking at you like, I'm going to fuck or nothing like that. I'm admiring your, I'm admiring who you are, who you are, because you look very comfortable in who you are. And I'm happy that the reason people gravitate towards me is because I get a lot of people saying, you look true to self. And I'm not going to say, like, it didn't take me so long to get here, because it did. I had to figure out, who am I? Who am I? You know what I mean? What kind of closet do I want to have? How do I want to present myself? What do I want to do? And I'm very, like I said, to wrap this up, I'm very feminine, but mm-hmm. I have a very dominant personality. And I can only connect with people who are educated, open, in mm-hmm. relationships and friendships. Because I cannot be friends with someone who has this misconception on what a dominant woman is supposed to act like, look like, and um, talk like, because that's not me. I'm a teacher. I can't go into work talk about, yo, what's good, my nigga? I can't do that. No. 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 It doesn't work. It doesn't work. No, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. And the way I present myself, it works for me. When I go into school and I deal with my, um, when I deal with my students, they don't know who Rex Australia is. When I deal with, you know what I mean? I I am very multifaceted, and I feel like that's so important for people to be able to just not conform to society. And I feel like that is the biggest thing within the LGBT community is we need to just be open. We need to be accepted. We need to embrace anyone that is living in their truth because for us to be doing this within our community when we are dealing with so much as people and there are still so many people who don't even accept us. So why are we doing this to our own people? You know what I mean? We're yes, talk this. about it. Talk yeah. about it. Mm-hmm. We're already dealing with 
just being a out and open lesbian woman. That shit is mm-hmm. hard. That's oh yeah, yeah. I clock in nine. So, I do nine to five. Twenty four hours. Mm-hmm. Okay. You so you get it. So yeah. if I'm already dealing with the stigmatism and the the looks, I don't want to feel like that from someone who's in my own community, who's probably dealing with the same shit I'm dealing with internally or something that I've dealt with at some point in my story coming out, what I've struggled with, what made me get to where I am right now. People don't know Mm -hmm. stories, so just be open and be transparent and love each other. That's the biggest Love each other. Love each other. Mm -hmm. And um, we're going to wrap this up. I love you, Kim. Yes. Let me tell you something. Love you too, man. Kim is Kim is coming out with her own podcast. I'm not giving a name. <laughs> I'm not giving a date. But let me tell you, when you drop that shit, when I say I'm going to promote, 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 because it's love. That's it. All yes. I have is love to give. That's it. I don't have nothing. Mm. I don't have nothing to give nobody but love. And if if I have to give anything besides love, I don't need you in my mm-hmm. circle. I That's don't need a fact. That's, That's a, a fact. fact. Ray and this has been. Like a remarkable, remarkable experience for me just to be able to jump on this uh, line with you and talk about this this topic. Um, I thank all of your listeners out there just for supporting me and the opportunity of being able to do this episode with you. Um, and as soon as my podcast does release, I will definitely uh, give you the one two, the scoop before the scoop, um, just so that I can, you know, get some listening ears. I really appreciate you guys and love you uh, from the bottom of my heart, Ray. I really, really do. We are divine spirits that were meant to me. Um and yeah, I can't wait for the next journey. I really can't. I appreciate you, family. We out of here. This is episode nine. I hope you guys enjoy. Please comment, rate, review, give me feedback. I hope you enjoyed this episode. We out of here. <laughs>